Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Welcome to The Inevitable. This is Motor Trend's new podcast about the future of the automobile. I am Johnny Lieberman, the Senior Features Editor at Motor Trend, and I am joined every week by my co-host, Mr. Ed Lowe. That's me. I'm the Head of Editorial for Motor Trend, and boy, do we have an amazing list of guests that we're going to be chatting with. We've got the godfather of the environmental movement, Ed Bagley Jr. Derek Jenkins, a whole bunch of actors, celebrities, car-crazy folks, people from in and outside the industry. Can't wait for you to join us. We're talking about the future of the car. This means everything from electrified vehicles to cars that drive themselves. Come check us out. We're on podcastone.com or anywhere else you find your favorite podcasts. We're also on motortrend.com and youtube.com slash motortrend. Hey guys, today on CarCast, we're going to finally get into the... uh to the good stuff on that Dodge Charger uh, EV, the Dodge Charger Daytona SRT Banshee. That's a mouthful. We're going to touch a little bit on the uh, Honda Civic Type R, the specs, what's going on with Corvette Z06 orders, and more. Before we get started, here's Geico. Do you own? Do you rent your home? Sure you do. And it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you have so much to do already around your home. Why not make it easy? Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see just how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Hey guys, welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator, DeAndre, here with Bill Goldberg. Morning. Stuff's happening. I saw you fussing yeah. around out there, getting uh, getting that garage each day with, a little better. With, with, with the good comes the bad. You know, mm-hmm. hey, uh, progress. All I can say is progress. Uh, two garage doors are in now, and uh, I would imagine... When we finish this wonderful podcast, there will be at least two more that have been mounted. And, you know, we're getting there, dude. We're getting there. It's a big process. Uh, I'm not going to complain. Um, but my, Except, you know, the, the biggest issue I've had is keeping the cows out of the work area. <laughs> you're starting <laughs> to think about it. If it gets warm out there, they see a big shady building now, and you're like, oh. No, we had I, rain, I, so there's a big, pu- a big puddle of water right on the other side of the fence and they figured out that we unplugged the fence. And so now they just run right through it and get to the water <laughs> so that they can, you know, run it through the building. Themselves. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. We just, a big pile of cow poop out there this morning. So <laughs> green. So, <laughs> hey, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. Um, all right, so we, we touched on this a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago. We didn't get a chance to loop back, but it was the big announcements from Dodge over at uh, Roadkill Nights. And 
Uh, we covered most of it, but the thing we wanted to dig into more was the 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 EV was the electric car, the concept that they were putting together. And um, you know, I went back and watched the, Dodge's presentation, and uh, you know, a, took a look at the at the car. It's the Dodge Charger Daytona SRT. Actually, in the presentation, they're like, it's Dodge Charger Daytona SRT Banshee concept. I was like, that's no one's gonna no one's gonna remember that. <laughs> no one's gonna remember that. Everyone's gonna be like the the electric charger is gonna be what they're what they're going for. Yes. Um the presentation was good. So Tim Kaniscus did a good job. Uh uh he did his thing where he's it, kind of represents the enthusiast side, does his presentation in sort of a an enthusiastic and uh, kind of relaxed way, and he's a man of the people. Yeah, that's kind of what he's going for, right? That's what he's going for. And I'm not saying it's an act. I'm saying like that's he's a good dude. So that's who he is. Yeah. Uh, and all of the presentations leading up to that on you know the jailbreak cars and the special editions and more stuff they're going to release and the carbon fiber bodies and the direct connection. You know, a program, all of that stuff seems fun. Uh, it definitely fuels uh, enthusiasm for the enthusiasts. Um, but he brought up a good point. He was like, "Listen, if we're going to do a a Dodge EV, and it's going to be a replacement for our muscle car lineup, well, it it can't suck, right? Like it's it's got to be it's it's got to be something impressive." So. They released this. They announced this car, the uh, the Charger. It had some pretty interesting features on it. Some very cool. Some may come off as gimmicky, but might end up playing well in the future. Still a concept. Uh, but he did have some overall directives for the brand. Is it it needs to be a cool muscle car? It needs to to do that. It needs to have the look. Um, two, it needs to have the performance. Which they didn't really release all the specs, but there's there's a promise there that it's going to be as good or better than whatever's out there. But then the other thought was, he basically just said straight up, he's like, people aren't buying cars anymore. People are buying SUVs or trucks, and he was just categorizing it as UVs, utility vehicles, any sort of SUV, truck, whatever. And he goes, so how do we take a muscle car and fit into that? You know, um, without doing like a wagon or something, you know, which let's not let's not go back to the Dodge wagon thing that they did a while ago. The Magnum. The Magnum. <laughs> let's. let's I just, thought it was cool. Let's. Uh, it's eh. In its own way. It is in like a, a, a yeah. wagon way, right? Uh, yes. Uh, so this is what they they came up with is what they sh- showed us was a two door. Dodge Charger. Um, very cool. Now, will the production version be a two-door? Uh, I would say if there's not going to be some sort of challenger or something, then they do probably need a two-door sports car to make this happen. Um, so right now, they were trying to hit all of their goals with one vehicle, and that result was a two-door challenger or charger with a hatchback but enough room on the inside that with the hatch and the fold-down seats and everything, it almost had sort of a utility vehicle feel to it. I wouldn't say quite like 
Porsche Panamera, but uh, or or Audi like A7 because they're four doors. But yeah, had kind of that larger um, uh, two door, you know, a larger hatchback kind of feel to it, almost like a wagon, but done with a hatchback. Now, uh, we can suspect that there's going to be some way to have a lower floor. Because, you know, there's electric motors maybe on the the rear wheels and not much of a, a pumpkin back there uh, for the axle. Maybe some storage in the front, which he didn't mention any type of frunk or anything like that. But uh, I, we can imagine there could be some version of that as well for additional storage, which seems to be the thing for a bunch of electric cars. Lockable storage, maybe a power outlet, some things that give it more of a utility. And I'm f- I'm all for that. That's cool. If you've got the room for it and it makes sense, then then absolutely do it. Um, I I do think this thing looks cool as shit. I think the design on this thing is great. It has kind of uh, a, an edgy kind of chiseled muscle look to it around the rear haunches of it, um, the lines on the side, uh, the front, very cool. Um, and then this feature with the front grille that is a pass-through. The front grille, when you look at the front of the car, it looks like sort of this... A rectangular, rounded off, like Charger Challenger grill, but it's deceiving because it's a wing. It's kind of, uh, it, kind of like on the Ford GT where it has like the flying buttresses. Like you looks like it has like C pillars, but really air flows through that, right? Like Ferrari did that um, on one of their, I forgot which one, the five nine nine maybe. Uh, and and that whole front they're calling like the R wing, I think. Um, is a cool design. So how do you get aerodynamics improved on a muscle car, kind of chiseled muscle car look without a swoopy, swoopy kind of uh, uh, supercar, right? And with big wings and everything else. So um, I thought they did a good job in the presentation to go, we've been down this road before. We did the Charger Daytona with the with the nose and the big wing and – and, you know, we successfully got ourselves kicked out of NASCAR for being too good, right? It's a great story, right? It's, it's, it's a great story. And to, to bring that story around and go, well, w- we are doing something. We've, we've designed this R-Wing for the front and it's very cool and, and it's functional. And he did talk about the aerodynamics, uh, another 25% improvement in aerodynamics, um, which is significant, right? So. There was balance. He said, on the design team, there needs to be balance. Of course, the lighter weight and more aerodynamic, the more range you're going to get out of it. But you do expect a certain look to come from the car. So how do they achieve the look they want, try to get the the best aerodynamics that they possibly can, and still end up being something very identifiable as a Dodge muscle car? So on the design side, I'm impressed. I think people were kind of taken aback and going – that's that's fucking cool. Like that's a cool way to do an EV, right? Um, well, yeah, they had to satiate the market, man. I mean, you know, look at look at who the fans are. Look at who the current Dodge owners are. And whether through well through styling and performance, which are the two most important uh, drivers of their brand, they have to satiate those people. So I think that, I think it was a cool deal. I mean, it was a great you know, I, look at the look at the. Uh, what was the Porsche that came out? The, the EV, the 
that the concept I was in absolute love with the maca- the Taycan. Oh, the concept, yeah, and then and then yeah. the crazy kind of race car. We're like that thing is super cool. But look, I mean, the branding that's gone with Dodge for so many years now with Fast and Furious movies and other TV shows and things like that. It's just like, I, I mean, no offense to Ford, but the Mustang Mach E is not going to show up in a Fast and Furious movie, right? It just doesn't make sense. You could put a GT five hundred in there. You you know, mm-hmm. you want the badass car, but I could see this. This Charger EV in in a future edition of that movie or some you know something like that movie because it's a badass muscle car that has the performance. Um, when they debuted the car, uh, they were like, "Yeah, everybody's doing quiet. We're Dodge. We can't the, do quiet." I knew this was the next and and it, and it's kind of interesting, right? So they 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 created. A noise. Uh, the Fratzonic. Now, the the, the Fratzog is this uh, the logo and the branding from years ago. You guys can f- look that up. That's the logo that's in the front, the, the sort of the three-point kind of star out there. And they call it the Fratzonic Chambered Exhaust, which uh, I don't like the name. I don't. I don't think we need to call it an exhaust. I don't think we need to call it a chambered exhaust. I whatever. Um, it's 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 a uniquely identifiable sound, but to call it an exhaust, I don't know. Whatever, maybe it'll catch on. I don't really give a shit about the name. I just think the name is silly. Uh, and they amplified it, so they they created this um, simulated engine noise. But they gave it sort of this futuristic spin to it, like, uh, like, like you would see in some in some future movie, you know, like a Minority Report type of movie or I Am Legend or something, right? And it has kind of this kind of digital undertone to it with an engine noise. Um, I don't hate the idea, and I don't hate the noise. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's okay. And I'm sure there's some feature to turn it on, turn it off. You can defeat it, do whatever you want. Uh, but one of the things that was interesting, this is just Dodge being Dodge. They're like, we also can crank it up to 126 decibels. Like this thing is every bit as loud as our supercharged Hellcats out there. Uh, so just so you know, we we can make a very audible presence. And I, I as long as we like the audible, yeah. And so you know what's going to happen is there's going to be like maybe through direct connection or through the aftermarket there's going to be tweaked versions like why wouldn't you right like wouldn't like we're downloading ringtones and shit onto our phones and and changing it like no different that's right why wouldn't you be able to modify the sound and 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 I'm sure people will come up with really funny things and then some things will be more aggressive. It's cool because it's 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 uh, owner interactive, right? So it's another way that they can personalize a vehicle. So, I, I I agree with that, and they didn't really speak to that yet. But it seems like that's going to be one of the things everyone's going to ask for: is can we tune the sound? Can we modify the sound? Upload our own sounds? Like what can we do? And I, <laughs> certainly from Dodge Direct Connection, that would be a, a layup as far as like. To sell something, like literally just go to your computer, go to Direct Connection the website, shop around for sounds, download the file like into your car and just be like, I'm done. Like it's 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 a virtual product. This is the best way to do it. Uh, so the other thing was the transmission, 
which the direct drive system, kind of this one-speed transmission or or direct drive setup that we have in EV cars, it's working. The cars are fast, but uh, I I like the idea of having either something to shift manually or having something that would shift on its own. Let's say in mm-hmm. a drag race environment or you know Definitely. like. You know, like all the smart automatic, quote unquote, automatic transmissions or or DCTs that we're finding in cool cars. Now, um, I'm not I'm not sure quite how it's going to work. They didn't dig into it too much, but that is something that they've been working on and they've gotten far enough that they've submitted patents. They're calling it the erupt e. Erupt. That's cool. Erupt. Yeah. Uh, it uses electromechanical shifting um, and it just says multi speed. We don't really know uh, how many it's going to be or how it's really going to work, but I do kind of like that idea as well. So now we've got this R wing on the design. We've got the, the Fratsonic chambered exhaust, the simulated exhaust noise. We've got the erupt transmission. Um, those are all cool features, I think. And then mm-hmm. and then they have this power shot feature. I believe it's going to be a maybe like a button on the steering wheel, and maybe the button is tunable to multiple levels. We're not quite sure there. And it's basically like the push to pass button, right? It is a it is a, however you want to call it, a nitrous shot, a push to pass button, whatever, but it's the uh, the power shot feature which provides a temporary for lack of a better term, overboost for even quicker than ex- than normal acceleration. So, um, like that idea as well. And I don't know if there's going to be sort of you know the black key fob and the red key fob and the head refob the red one triggers the overboost fu- function. But I, I, these these are fun features to me. I think these. Gage is never going to get the red key fob. <laughs> not, not, not for a while. That's for sure. But I don't know. Like I kind of, I thought I, I think they did a pretty good job with this thing. Um, I, they talked a little bit about the 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 powertrain. Um, the architecture is going to be an eight hundred volt system. Um, it could utilize the. Uh, Whatever the fastest DC chargers will be available at the time, you know, it'll it'll work with all of that. Um, but they didn't get into the performance. However, they did say all-wheel drive. That's the other component to it. Um, now, from a f- performance aspect, we love the idea of hooking up all-wheel drive. Um, but, again, back to that utility uh, need that they need to fill, um, having – enough room inside for storage via the hatchback. And then the all weather capabilities of the all wheel drive is a huge selling point. And then of course, within the right configurations and settings, the all wheel drive is really a, a, a huge performance benefit. Uh, so I kind of, I dig it, right? All wheel drive, EV, big power. Checks all the boxes. It seems it to check it- all the boxes. They didn't really get into how much of this vehicle is going to be in a production car, but they certainly implied that this is this is happening. This is as close as they're going to get. 
This isn't, you know, they didn't give these speeches about, oh, this is the design feature for the future of our lineup. And, you know, we're going to we're going to do this and we're going to do this. Like this is what they've chosen to do. Yeah. This seems like this. This could be the vehicle. Yeah, there's going to be a couple things probably changed here and there uh, um, on it. But, you know, listen, I, I will say this. It had side mirrors on it. And you know how we are with with concept cars. Like they always look dumb. So we're like, oh, this is a concept car. But it looks awesome because it doesn't have door handles and side mirrors and, and you know, and it looks real clean and there's no side markers and big orange lights stuck to the side. Mm-hmm. and. And this one, you know, it had door handles. They were flush, retractable door handles. It had the mirrors on it. And, you know, whether it's going to end up being that or or maybe this was a car. camera. Um, and I, I, as far as the design stuff, one of the things that kind of stood out to me is the wheel on this car. That's a cool-looking wheel. That's They've a, done well over the past couple of years with coming out with some real subtly coming out with some badass wheels. The new one on the TRX is great, and I agree. Yeah. Now this this being the concept car, this had a center lock, like a you know it was a black and gray and polished kind of mm-hmm. wheel, and it had this great like anodized you know red center lock, which is not going to happen on the production car, but. It's bitching though. But it's a fucking cool wheel. That did a good job for that. Kudos to them for releasing the uh concept with a center lock wheel. Like oh, it, yeah. it's it, it's so the many of these cars appreciates guys like you and me and excites us, right? So then I mean, they did a I think they did a great job of rolling this thing out. And, and and maybe I'm the minority opinion here, but like when Porsche started rolling out the concept for the Taycan that wheel with the white ring around it with the th- – th- I was like, it's terrible. It's so yeah, ugly. Definitely. That design is terrible. And they – it looked like they rolled it out into the production cars. Um, I, I get it. it. Wheel is really just a matter of opinion, which is why we have so many great aftermarket wheel companies. Absolutely. But that would be the first thing to go on that car if, if I had one of those things. That wheel is I'm sure terrible. They have, I'm sure they have some very inexpensive options for it. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. I don't know about the inexpensive part. But, exactly. uh, yeah. But um, I don't know. It's just it's, – this looks like a cool vehicle. Um, no idea what this goddamn thing's going to cost. No idea when, it, when it's going to really be coming out. But we get that last hurrah of, of gas engine Dodge. Uh, cars before this thing, before this thing comes out. So, um, yeah, it's good. I, I'm excited, and that, and at the end of the day, with concept vehicles, that's all you need to do is satiate your core and excite them for what's to come, and hopefully not change it a lot along the way before production. You know. Well, I, again, I, it goes back to the presentation. The presentation was about. We need a we need to check off a few boxes, right? We need this performance, utility, you know, whatever. We need to check off these boxes, and we're like, we we hit it all on the head for the concept vehicle. Now, maybe the production vehicle backs off on a few of those things, but you know what their ultimate goal is is to check off all of those boxes. Um, no question. So if they no if they get close to it, then I still think we're going to have a, a pretty pretty cool car. Yeah, I think that there's no doubt. It's hey man, I'm excited for it. You're excited for it. Yeah, I mean, listen, we're, I, we're, we're not really easy to please. And the <laughs> fact, 
that everybody knows the reason why they didn't come out with with uh, uh, quantifiable numbers performance wise is because everybody, I mean, look at what they've done and look at what they're doing currently. You telling me that they're not going to the next generation and not going to take over the power output? I mean, you know that's going to be pretty much a given. So the so the styling, I think, and the the new doodads are what they should have concentrated on, and they did a good job at that. Yeah, I we don't need the power output numbers, and we don't need the performance numbers now because they've got you know a lot. It's going to be unreal. Yeah, and they've got to dial that in. You know, this this transmission is going to have a lot of work into it, and the programming and and dialing. Listen, uh, the next thing I was going to bring up Corvette Z06, and the reason why that this has been so. Uh, slow to roll it out is Corvette's like, we just want to make sure we get the car right. We want to make sure we get it right. So they're still constantly, you know, uh, testing this car and dialing it in. And, and as these cars get delivered, um, you know, they want they want that software, they want that tuning to be as, as great as it can be. Absolutely. Uh, and, and, and potentially over-the-air updates to maybe improve it over time. But uh, – uh, that's been kind of the the delay here. Now, <laughs> a few other things that are happening with the Corvette Z06 Z06 is first of all the uh, the order books are closed. So uh, the order books for the for the for the 2023 model year, which is the rest of this year, um, they're closed. Which is weird because I signed up for the list and never got an email about it. And now they're <laughs> Now they're all gone, so I don't. Now you've already signed up for a 2024. I, I don't. I don't know what model. happened. I still never got an email or anything about it. So um, now for next year, this is we brought this up before. Uh, all these uh, Chevy and Cadillac, all these cars, they're going to have OnStar as an option that's mandatory. <laughs> so I don't. Absolutely mandatory. Absolutely mandatory, and. On on the big SUVs and the Cadillacs, it's it's like a fifteen hundred dollar year subscription to OnStar that you have to get. So if you if you already got your Z06 on order for twenty twenty three, you can dodge that bullet, if you will, um, if you care. But it's going to be mandatory on any orders placed uh, in the future. Um, now the difference is on the Corvette because it's. It's a different type of vehicle. It's maybe not the daily driver. How often are you going to use OnStar? The the fee is three hundred bucks. It's not fifteen hundred bucks. So it might not really make a difference to you. Also, you don't have a choice. So hopefully, it doesn't make a difference to you. <laughs> yeah, there's that. yeah, then there's that. Uh, <laughs> never cease to amaze. Yeah. Right. Um, and then the other uh, rumor that's out there is Chevy has changed the no-sale period. So it was going to be if you bought the car, you couldn't sell it for one year. And uh, the no-flipping rule basically is what they're saying. And they're going, no, we'll, we'll lower that to six months. So in six months, you you could you could flip it if you wanted to, I guess. So, um, But all they said was – uh, this is non-negotiable, and and that's it. So if you pull a John Cena at five months and twenty nine days, you, you're sure. screwed. Yeah, it's not. Hey, close enough. That's not how the rule works. Um, then they talked about, I guess, like some of the incentives if you if you don't do it. Um, 
there was something like 500,000 points in your My Chevrolet Rewards program. If you um, don't sell it within six months? Yeah. Uh, well, said I, you I, could. I, now, well, they're made, now they're giving you stuff to, to make sure that you don't. And, and so, and also Chevy to prevent people from doing it, they were saying now at the end of July, they were saying this. So um, at the time it was the 12 month um, no flip. And they're saying that if you flipped it earlier than the 12 months, they wouldn't honor the warranty anymore. So, uh, but that's a good, uh, that's an interesting ploy, right? Oh, yeah. Like if you play by the rules, you get the warranty. If you flip it earlier than the 12 months, no warranty for that guy. I was like, all right. I there has it. to be repercussions, right? And in return, the owners would get 500,000 My Chevrolet Rewards program points. Um, and then, so maybe and now offset, they're saying that, that – Maybe it offsets the 300 bucks you have to pay. <laughs> maybe it does, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then now they're saying that the, the restriction would be cut from six months – or from 12 months to half. Uh, no exceptions will be made. Um, and I assume same rules would be, you know, like if you flipped it, no more warranty. I think that mostly affects the guy buying it, not the guy selling it. The guy selling it is like, eh, fuck it. <laughs> you know, if you want it, uh, you know, it is it is what it is. So uh, I, I don't mind that program. I was like, I it, it, it settles this the markup thing and it turns it into a collector car and then it allows people to put orders in for a new car if you just want to get the new car uh, for the next idea. year. You know, that's the deal. I yeah. have an idea. So instead of giving points or get or or trying to incentivize people for not selling, why don't you do a program to where if you keep the car for X amount of time the following year, you can get a serial number match with the, with the newest version. Yes, but will people feel like they're being forced to buy another one? I'm just saying, yeah. not necessarily because it's up to the consumer, right? Yeah. So you're saying you buy the car, you don't sell it, and you're rewarded with the, the allocation. The next year, the same serial number. Right. So you're you're awarded the allocation for for the next just year. Just an idea. Yeah. Right? Just yeah. throwing it out. Yeah. You know. I I think I think the collector world would would appreciate that. Um, but if you just ordered it and the serial number wasn't that important, yeah, I think it's an interesting option. I would, I would, just yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it's an interesting option. Then you can get two, or if you ended up selling one, or you got a coupe and convertible, or whatever the car may be. So yeah, I think it's an interesting option. I'd be down for something like that. It kind of incentivizes you to to get another car as well if you can afford it. <laughs> well, then there's that equation. There's that equation, right? Yeah, I don't know if I could buy it after that OnStar subscription fee. Exactly. <laughs> um, they can wave that too on the next on the next serial number matching version. <laughs> Have OnStar order it for you. Can you press OnStar? And go order me another Z06. <laughs> hey man, make it easy. Make it easy. Yeah. Uh, order a new fake uh, audio tune for it. Hey, I don't like the sound of this car anymore. Download me another one. 
Um, no, you don't even have to press. Yeah. Just ask Siri to do it. Just ask Siri to do it. Well, I don't know. It's Siri and OnStar. Or whatever. Uh, Alexa or whatever they're gonna, whoever they're going to go into business with. Make it easier to give, us, give them our money. Yeah. Well, so the cars are integrating that stuff, Alexa and Google Assistant and, and stuff like that. And of course, anybody with CarPlay basically has Siri in it already. So um, I, I – I'm I'm fine. I'm fine with all of that stuff. I mean, it just, uh, you know, I think the car companies are starting to catch on in that respect. Going, why do we keep trying to develop all of our own infotainment <laughs> software when, you know, we could just go to software companies and make it make sense that way. If they can make it work financially, why why do it? I think Ford, I think that was Ford's announcement. They're like, why do we have, you know, <laughs> software developers in Silicon Valley when right down the street we could. Just try to license Apple, but by the way, Apple all these, the they want it all in the car, so why wouldn't they come up with a, a way to do it? Uh, all right, moving on to Honda. Honda uh, they revealed their their twenty twenty three Civic, um, and of course the Civic Type R, um, a cool car, a little less boy racer ish with the big wings and stuff. It's a little more toned down. Um, we've would expect a little bit of increase in performance, a little bit of increase in power. The numbers weren't released until fairly recently. Uh, yes, we're getting the two-liter turbocharged four-cylinder engine. Um, the Type R is 315 horsepower, 310 pound-feet of torque. So it's a bump, a slight bump of nine horsepower and 15 pound-feet of torque. Um, they, uh, they've redesigned the turbocharger, the intake, the exhaust system, a few things, uh, the tune a bit as well. I think the turbo has some new... Uh, Basically, a new turbine uh, design on the on the inside, um, a little bit better flow. We'll see what where that falls into the power range. Uh, I know they have the active exhaust, which opens up at a higher uh, RPM, gives it a little bit more sound to it as well. So we'll see where the performance numbers come in on this thing. But it seems pretty cool. Uh, now the only transmission available will be the six speed manual. So uh, if you can't uh, drive stick, then Probably don't buy this. <laughs> don't plan on stealing cars in California. <laughs> yeah. Or anywhere else. Um, they've done a few other things to increase the performance. They're doing a little bit um, a lighter flywheel, so we get those revs up a little quicker. They've got a rev match system in it now, so uh, oh. you want to dig into those turns and uh, uh, on the downshift. Um, the... Uh, the Civic is a little bit longer wheelbase, maybe a little bit better handling, a little bit more stability. The the track on the uh, on the car is a little wider, three quarters of an inch. Um, Retooled sus- suspension on the car, and uh, uh, Honda saying that um, the changes to the suspension will be improved straight line stability, a little bit better steering feel. Um, it's got the 19-inch wheels. It's got the Pilot Sport 4S tires on it, which I just put on my Mach 1. I had on my M3. I love that tire. I think that's a great tire. It's going to have 265 uh, uh, tires on uh, – I don't know the actual series tire, but it's a 265 on all four corners, which is about a 20-millimeter increase. Um, just think if back in the day it was the Honda Long Beach Grand Prix and we drove those instead of Celicas. Yeah, instead of the Celicas and then the cool Scions. That would be great if it was a field of Type R's, even the older Type That'd R's. Like, that, yeah. I would just like 
cut the muffler on it to make them loud as shit and just make them fun. Yeah. It would have been freaking awesome. Maybe um, I wouldn't have wrecked. Maybe. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. A lot of people wreck out there. That's the kind of the entertainment factor of, of those it's events. Like, like doing this. Yeah. Go faster. <laughs> yeah, it's it. Yeah. Uh, the other improvements are they've got a, a little bit thinner A pillar for a little bit better visibility. Um, the, the relocated side mirrors, the the hood's a little lower. They've got a revised interior. It actually looks really kind of nice in there. They got a nine inch touchscreen, wireless CarPlay, and wireless Android Auto, uh, Bose audio system, um, a lot of cool stuff. So if you're interested in the car, definitely look it up. I think it's a um, I think it's a cool piece. I don't have the pricing in front of me, but it's probably on par with what the other ones were uh, before. Um, probably somewhere around that $40,000 mark for for the loaded version of it. Um, cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool car. I drove the previous Type R. It was a, it was a fun car to throw around. And, and uh, you know, it, it doesn't feel like, like a high-end luxury car. It's not like you're going to cross-shop it with an M3. I mean, it definitely felt a little lighter and a little bit um you know maybe saved a couple bucks on the on the materials um cheaper. yeah just felt a little cheaper but maybe cheaper That's is not the market the, they're going for you know i maybe cheaper is not the right word because i think it's a lot of car for its price bracket right but well as far as uh yeah it's accoutrements a, that's right yeah all right so you're um, correct. Keeper is not a good way to characterize that. Um, anyway, so the last thing I wanted to touch on was, uh, you know, if you guys were fans of of Ferrari doing their IPO and being able to buy a little bit of Ferrari stock, we know there's a shit ton of Porsche fans out there, and uh, you might be getting your opportunity to buy some Porsche stock. So Volkswagen AG, the parent company, is uh, moving forward with its plans to – to spin off a, a minority stake, basically IPO, which is initial public offering and makes it publicly traded, um, Porsche. Now, it's an interesting structure. It's a way for them to raise money by selling off a portion of the company publicly, uh, but also retain all of the control, the Porsche family and whatnot. They've They've all got a lot of control over this as well. Uh, you guys can dig into like the specs on that, the features on that as they get closer. They're saying they want to IPO before the end of the year. So there will be some sort of uh, annual report you can dig into. You can dig up all of their sales, all of their information, their profit margins, people's salaries, like all kinds of stuff that you'd expect to find in a publicly traded company. Uh, but Volkswagen, the parent company, of course, is – keeping a lot of this uh, within the family. So um, it, there's never going to be, you know, sort of hostile takeover happening here unless it was from the the, the portion Piesh families, which I think they're going to end up with like 25% ownership of this thing. So, And if you remember that years ago, they tried to take over Volkswagen completely and they're like, well, Volkswagen shouldn't own Porsche. Porsche should own Volkswagen. They try to like buy the whole company. And I think eh, – I just think we've kind of economically started to, to go downward and they had trouble raising all of the money you know, from the banks and stuff to pull off that deal. So here we come full circle that now Volkswagen's like, well, we're going to sell off a portion of, of, of Porsche and, and 
and his Porsche family and the Piesh family is going, oh, well, <gasps> like we're, we're going to benefit from this. So there's, there's a little bit of that as well. Now, as a fan of the brand, I think it's an interesting opportunity. Uh, you can buy yourself a little bit of Ferrari already. You can buy yourself a little bit of Porsche at some point in the future. And it's going to help fund, I would imagine, this this big EV initiative that the whole company has to go through. Uh, you know, all of the brands under the Volkswagen uh, group. Yeah. Um, and I'm still super curious in, in uh, Porsche's development of their e-fuels that they're going to use into racing. And mm-hmm. is there an opportunity for that kind of stuff to to – to show up to consumers? Um, will we be able to buy it? Will it be kind of limited like E85, especially out here in California? We don't have it readily available at a bunch of stations, but, you know, would... Don't feel like the Lone Ranger, nor in yeah. Texas. So would, would E-Fuel, could that become something as an as an alternative as a, at some point? But uh, who knows? I don't know if electricity is going to be the end all be all. <laughs> I could say that uh, for sure. But um, no. anyway, that's it. What's uh, before we wrap up? Let's see. We got anything else uh, to cover before we move on to the next show? Garage. Give up our studio. You got some rain out there. You got some. Hell no, no man, no. I'm dodging rain. The rain is not in the forecast. I refuse for it to rain. It will not rain. All right, manifest. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go do a rain dance. Well, we might need some out here. We're California's getting hit with the heat wave. Sounds now. like you guys are hitting hitting like 94 today in San Diego. That's unheard of. It's yeah, it's it's getting it's it's definitely been hot out here. Well, I'm doing my best to just obey all the rules. I'm like, oh, don't use the electricity. Shut everything down. Don't use the air between four and nine because our infrastructure is shit. Because all the <laughs> Tesla people are plugging their fucking cars in. Oh no, we're getting amber alerts now. Going, don't use your electricity. Don't plug in your electric cars. <laughs> They're using. Well, yeah. So <laughs> then, what do they do? I I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> um. I, I have no idea. It's all kind well, of comically. It's it's just kind of like this is the result of, of mismanagement by and large. And 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 then, I don't know. You just kind of read these things. You're like, oh, we're giving $40 billion to this and the Ukraine's getting this and we're giving that. I'm like, okay, but we have some issues here at home as well that we might want to address. Two or three. That might be where – I'm not saying none of those things aren't good causes and all, but um, there's – there's there's some issues. There's some issues. No, they're great causes, and, but you take care of your own first. Yeah. Right? So, but listen, I, okay. I, I, we're you know I'm out I'm out near the water in the Venice Beach area, and it's hot there. So I can't imagine uh, what you know people just a few miles inland, let alone way inland, That's are how hot it is at Twenty Nine Palms right now. Oh my gosh! I mean, it's just it's 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 crazy out there, and. Those are dangerous conditions. They're definitely dangerous yeah. conditions. And especially if, you know, our, our government keeps saying, well, don't use electricity. Don't turn your air on. Oh, <laughs> so, God forbid. You know, um, anyway, so I guess we got a little bit more of that. I don't know if that's a few more days or another month or two, whatever. We'll just, <laughs> <laughs> it, it, Big difference between yeah. those two. Yeah. yeah. We'll um, see. So that's it. That's what we got going on over here. So we're out in the valley in the studio, and it's hot. It's getting hotter by a minute. All right, let's go ahead and wrap things up so we can head over to the studio, let the next crew come in here. But thanks so much. Uh, until next time, keep the air and the spare and the bag and the wheel. 
For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. For more information, visit CarCastShow.com. You own, you rent your home. Sure you do. And it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling your policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you have so much to do already around your home. Why not make it easy? Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see just how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Saddle up and get ready for Westerns Weeks on Pluto TV, all for free. We're coming in blazing with favorites like True Grit and Once Upon a Time in Mexico. Or immerse yourself in binge-worthy series like Yellowstone and Walker, Texas Ranger. Plus, Pluto TV has hundreds of channels with thousands more movies, TV shows, and more. The best part? It's free. No credit card, no sign-up, no fees. Download the Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming now. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.